right, good idea. Yeah, yeah, all right, so we are five minutes in, and we haven't even talked about a single thing yet regarding a movie. We've just kind of been like blah, 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 back and forth. So, yeah, why don't we uh, get the show on the road, Daniel? What do you say? Are you ready to uh, talk some current war? The director's cut? Electrified. I'm ready. All right. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Daniel. Hello, hello. <laughs> I got nothing. That was a pretty lame one. I got nothing. All right. He's got nothing. Yes, today we're talking the current war. Apparently the director's cut, I guess. <laughs> yep, director's cut for a movie that just came out. Interesting. All right, well, sit back, relax, grab a drink. And let's talk some current. All right. Well, before we get started here, Daniel, let's talk about what we're drinking. It was your week to bring something in. I like the can, by the way. This is cool looking. What'd you bring? Uh, so I bought, er, <coughs> excuse me, I brought Sky Kraken. It's a hazy pale ale from Fremont. And I honestly just got it because it had a gigantic squid swallowing up a blimp. Yeah, a squid up in the sky, it looks like, swallowing a blimp. I love it. Yeah, so I'm like, that's pretty cool. I've never had that. So let's, let's so give that a shot. Hazy, hazy pale ale or hazy, hazy pale ale? Oh, that's tasty. Kind of has a Pilsner taste to it. But, I don't know, pretty good. Mm, that is good. Okay, well, mm. thanks for bringing that in. Where are they located? Uh, uh, I think just... I don't know. Why you have to... Uh, Seattle, worry. Washington. Cool. Found it. All right. Well, let's talk some news, Daniel. What All do we right. got today? So this week... This week in movie news, we've got just a couple things. Uh, so we got a new Mandalorian trailer, Mandalorian trailer 2. Disney Plus uh, flagship series coming out. Which I gotta say, looks pretty promising. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I, like, the first trailer was awesome. The second trailer was even better. There's just some really, yeah, cool shots in this stuff. Like, I, I think my favorite was when uh, he was, like, hanging by a cable and then, like, reels itself back in and pulls him onto a ship. Yeah. That was just so cool looking. I know. I'm really excited for this. Like I said, like, I'm... I'm I'm past cautionly optimistic. Like this looks awesome. I'm just like unbelievably excited for it. I hope it lives up. I've heard a lot of people said that at uh, D23 this year that you know they played a five minute clip from the pilot episode that people thought was just awesome. Cool. So hopefully it holds up. I'm uh, still super excited to see this. Yeah, I mean John Favreau. I mean he did Iron Man. Loved loved Iron Man. Even Iron Man two. So yeah, I'm hoping it's just good stuff. Yeah, and I'm honestly more excited to see this still than Episode Nine. Although, the Episode Nine trailer came out, and I gotta say, pretty damn good trailer. Had a lot of cool shots in it. By just the trailers alone, it looks like it's gonna be the best in the trilogy. But for me, probably still not gonna redeem the entire thing. No, and that's kind of where I'm sitting with that, too. A lot of cool visuals, for sure. What is that, like an iced-over Cloud City we saw? Like It was like an... I don't know. Like I thought, like maybe it was like an ice comet, just stationary in space, that they built a base on. So yeah, look look kind of cool, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
Um, and then keeping in with Star Wars news, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the producers and showrunners for Game of Thrones, has announced that they are stepping away from their Star Wars trilogy due to lack of time. Because I guess they also have contracts with Netflix to produce shows for them as well. So weird. I, I always want to know what the raw is on these kind of things, like why they quit and stuff, what the real reasons behind it all are. Yeah. I mean, they felt like, from what I've heard, they rushed Game of Thrones season eight to go work on Star Wars, and now they're quitting Star Wars altogether to go work on Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah, no one really knows. A lot of Game of Thrones fans were just like, well, good. I thought they were going to ruin Star Wars, too. Star Wars did that on its own, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, there's a lot of mixed reactions. I was pretty excited because I thought they were going to do Knights of the Old Republic. So, would it sound like that's what they should have been doing, which would have been sweet. Uh, but... You know, it's possible that that same story idea for the trilogy that they're supposed to do is going to happen with somebody else. Or they also said that they were also might come back to Star Wars later. So we'll see. Hmm. I don't know. Must be nice to be that high in demand. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, it's hard to be like, there's like, we, we'll come back when we can. I'm like, people are dying to do Star Wars. So... We should do Star Wars, Daniel. Let's write our own stuff. Oh, I'm not a good writer. Or a producer. Or an actor. I'm none of the things you need for Star Wars. <coughs> oh, an alien. I'm a weird looking guy, so I could be an alien. Never mind. I'm one thing you can do before Star Wars. Well, you could be, yeah, just one of those aliens sitting at the bar. Sweet. I mean, if Daniel Craig can be a stormtrooper, I can be a stormtrooper. True. <laughs> All right. Um, that's pretty much all I had for movie news. Just those two little Star Wars snippets. I didn't really see anything else. Alrighty. Well then let's move on here to other junk we've seen this week. So I've got, gosh, the only thing I've been watching this week really is at nighttime, uh, six feet under. Oh yeah. Catching or reliving. Six well, feet under. we talked about it a couple weeks ago when we talked Joker cause we talked about, uh, the gal that plays the mother. Yeah. Barney Stinson's mom. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've watched like uh, the first two thirds of the first season, and yeah, it's kind of fun re- rewatching this show. I haven't w- watched it in probably twelve plus years, so yeah, I've never seen it. All I know is that you told me a- years ago that that's where Michael C. Hall came from because I'm like, who's this Dexter guy? And you're like, oh, he was actually on this really cool HBO show. Yep. Yeah, I would say check it out. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Anybody interested? It's only got five seasons, and I think they're like 12 or 13 episodes a season. But yeah, it's a, it's a good show. A little dark, a little depressing at times, because it you know, revolves around a funeral home. Right. But it's good. A lot of good. The actors are great. Like The whole cast is so good. And it's kind of cool, yeah, seeing... Because like, as far as like some what my, what my favorite characters were back then and what my favorite characters are now is changed a little bit, so that's kind of cool. Cool. All right, but yeah, that's that's all I've really got for this week as far as like other junk I've seen. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to be watching a couple of Terminator movies before Terminator Dark Fate coming up here. Sweet. Well, um, I watched two movies. One was the Assigned movie, and the other was of my own volition. So the first one I watched was they were playing at our uh, local I don't know, second classics theater, I guess. Second, second run, run theater. Um, they were playing the evil dead Two, which is one of my favorite Halloween movies to watch. Heck yeah. So yeah, a buddy and I who loved the evil dead just went and saw it and had a great time. 
had some beers, watched The Evil Dead, ah, just a so kooky, jealous. crazy, fun movie. I'd never seen it on the big screen. I, I might run it. out and go see it tonight. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's pretty great. I mean, I've like I said, I never saw it on the big screen before. I've seen it several times on Blu-ray, but it's it's still awesome no matter where you see it. And then, so you didn't have a second one? No. Okay. So then my second one is Plan 9 from Outer Space. Which actually, when I watched it, I'm like, wait, on the poster, I thought it said Planet Nine from Outer Space. But I'm like, it's Plan Nine from Outer Space. And I got to say, Terrific. this was like schlock. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like 20 minutes in, I'm like, holy shit, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> and I was not, I didn't have any beer. I wasn't like, I wasn't nearly as intoxicated as I should have been to watch this. You didn't have beer? Movie. Oh, man. <laughs> I was just like, this was. I'm like, oh, like, you know, like, sometimes people remember, like, oh, yeah, you used, like, I say, have said this before, I'm like, oh, yeah, you used to have to actually have a witty script, you know, to get a movie made back in the day. But I'm like, oh, this is what I consider, like, 50s schlock. Because <laughs> it's, like, nonsense, ridiculous. The uh, the spaceship was incredibly hilarious. <laughs> I um, still want to watch it. It's, it's on uh, Prime, right? Yeah, and they had two versions on Prime. I watched... The black and white version, but they also have a remus a remastered colorized version. Oh, no, 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 no. I feel like it's got to be black and white. Yeah, because I'm like, even, like I'm just like curious as to see how the colors work. Because I mean, like Adam's family used to be black and white, but if you saw a picture of the set, it's all Technicolor stuff, and kind of like so it kind of changes the whole feel of the show. Yeah. So I watched the way it was intended, black and white. It was ridiculous. Well, that's part of what like why Tim Burton chose to shoot Ed Wood in black and white too. Just give it more of a feel for that time period. That's what I figured. But it was, I don't know, like it was kind of hilariously bad, but like not to the point for me where it's so bad that it's good. It didn't quite make it past that mark. But again, if I had more beer, I probably would have been like, it's so bad, it's good. It was still just kind of ridiculous to see a movie like this that I had never seen before. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's, it's, if you're uh, curious, it was an hour and 20 minutes and it felt like two and a half hours really <laughs> it was i was just like um, when's it gonna end i'm like oh no like so technically a short movie but and not a short-lived movie okay well thanks for sharing daniel so yeah that's uh this week's other junk we've seen all right well let's move on here to our main movie on tap the current war director's cut <laughs> so you you had a reason why they call it director's cut yeah, so I had actually looked this up because when I looked up The Current War, it said 2017. I'm like, is there another movie? But apparently this movie uh, was supposed to come out in 2017, which means it was probably shot in 2015, 2016. Um, but I guess they shelved it when all the allegations from uh, Weinstein came out. It was just one of the movies that just like got pushed off to the side, got shelved because of all the controversy, I guess. Um and then eventually, I guess it made its way out in 2019, about you know three years after, two and a half, two three years after it was supposed to. Well, so I wonder if they, uh, the studio 101, if they just bought it for a cheap price. Like maybe they just paid a million for it because it hasn't made much of the box office. But if they only paid like a million, like in an auction for it, maybe. Maybe because I mean, like it definitely features 
a lot of prominent actors and popular oh, yeah. actors. I love the cast. So I feel like maybe that's what like somebody rebought it and redistributed. It's like as long as we put like the main actors in the trailers, this should break even and make us like some a few bucks. Yeah, I need to look it up and see what the budget was. I just know it made just it's under ten million as far as what it's brought in so far at the box office. But yeah, okay, yeah, because the other day I was looking at the app and I was like, director's cut. I'm like, am I looking at this right? Yeah, I know. It was really weird that that's just what the... I think even if it was a director's cut, you would just put it in as the regular-ass movie. Yeah. Because I heard that director's cut does make a difference, because apparently when it screened early in 2017, people weren't really loving it, but I guess this ad like adds like 10 or so minutes of stuff that kind of fleshes out everything. Hmm. Eh, I mean, I thought overall it flowed pretty smooth. We'll get into that in a sec. But yeah, so Current War, written by Michael Mitnick, directed by Alfonso... Gomez uh, Rejon, I think that's how you say the last part of his last name. Same guy that did me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, no. I've never seen that. Doesn't have... Was that Paul Rudd? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think so. But yeah, good movie. Check it out here. But yeah, starring one Benedict Cumberbatch, one uh, Tupence Middleton, Michael Shannon, Katherine Waterston, Nicholas Holt, Tom Holland, and Matthew McFadden. So, yeah. What a cast there. I gotta say, overall, um, well, let's see here. So, overall, nutshell, a dramatic story, the cutthroat race between electricity, Titans, Thomas Edison, and George Westinghouse to determine whose electrical system would power the modern world. So... I gotta say, going in, so yeah, and I saw this trailer a few times over the last few months. You know, it's, it's been playing like every other movie we've seen, I feel like. Right. And that looked pretty good overall. Definitely, you know, the cast is what got my attention. Especially, you know, Cumberbatch and Michael Shannon. I love those two. Yeah. Anything they're in is usually pretty good, or they just do a really good job. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, and yeah, I gotta say, overall, for uh, general thoughts, I enjoyed myself quite a bit over for the most part. Uh, great acting. Uh, I wasn't blown away by anyone's performance as far as like, you know, like, oh, this is definitely going to get an Oscar for this guy. But, you know, everyone was still pretty solid overall. Uh, it was really cool and interesting to um, sit back and watch a pre-1900 industrial war go on. Yeah. And, yeah, just not to mention just the beginning of power getting fed across America was pretty cool to see, too. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, I'd say enjoyed this quite a bit for the most part. Yeah, um, it, like it didn't feel long at all. Uh, it felt just right as far as time goes for me. Yeah, you know, same for me. Like uh, going in, like I was actually kind of excited to see this. I'm like, okay, yeah, it had like big names: Benedict Cumberbatch, Tom Holland, and Michael Shannon. Always good to see Michael Shannon. I think the last time we saw him was in The Shape of Water, which he was great in The Shape of Water. Yeah. Um, which, and uh, I still maybe if I win this week, I'm, there goes a Michael Shannon movie. I want to assign you. Okay. Well, uh, so going into it, like seeing a trailer, like on paper, uh, a story about how electricity kind of came to be to the modern world doesn't sound interesting. But that trailer, like they cut a really good trailer that I'm like, okay, this makes it look exciting. And I was kind of glad that it actually like kept it pretty fast paced and like moved the movie along uh, as I was watching it. So I'm like, okay, so it wasn't just the trailer because I was afraid that if I got in all the exciting parts and everything would be in the trailer, then it would just be a pretty slow going. But movie's less than two hours, 
and I think they move it along pretty well. It actually goes really fast. Yeah, the flow goes pretty well, I'd say, for the most part. Yeah. Like you said, like, yeah, no performance is amazing. Like, I say probably Michael Shannon was my favorite character in the whole thing. Uh, But, you know, seeing Cumberbatch as Edison, uh, Beast as Tesla. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, he was pretty good because I didn't recognize him for half the movie, at least. Finally, I was like, oh, yes, I know who that is. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, uh, overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, And if it sounds kind of boring, I can understand that. But I'd say it's it's not as boring as it sounds on paper. Yeah, I mean, it has some really cool visuals, too. Yeah, it had a lot of flair. One of my favorite shots, too, is when uh, in the beginning, what are they supposed to be? Investors were going in. They come in off a train. They're going into the woods. And guy's leading them with a uh, lantern. He blows the lantern out. They walk into this area where Edison is standing. He flips a switch, and then he's got all these like circles made out of uh, you know bulbs, and just lit, lit up this whole forest. And that was just such a cool visual. Yes, I thought. That, yeah, that was. Yeah, there. The there were a lot of cool visuals. Like there is a lot of more flair than I thought there was going to be for a movie about electricity. Right. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> But yeah, I, and that, but what a cool way to kick off the movie, I thought too. Yeah, oh, I think, yeah, was it like they turn on electricity and someone says like, "I hope you brought your checkbook." <laughs> yeah, so it was something like that. Yeah, and it was just kind of interesting, like how, because there's some things that I didn't know about, like how they were originally planning Edison's designs, um, as far as like how far it actually went versus how far like, uh, oh crap, what's his name? I should look up because it's. Are you talking about uh, Westinghouse? Westinghouse, yes. Yeah, so you have Edison, Westinghouse, Tesla, um, J.P. Morgan. Are yeah. the, they're the big names that you'll... Yeah, and so, you know, I thought it was really interesting. I feel like I learned a little bit. I probably didn't learn as much as the movie maybe wanted me to. But it's also, you know, you know biopic-esque. So it, like... I learned a little bit, although you never really know unless you like fact check it, how much of it is accurate. That's something I'm curious to go look at is do some research on some of the characters in it. I know as far as like the only thing I really knew, like Owen was kind of curious about is like how Edison was going to be painted. Because usually in like American folklore, which is essentially how we remember Edison just being like the inventor of light bulb, like super amazing inventor, Mm -hmm. kind of actually a like an asshole. (laughs) Per which, se. I mean, they portray him as that a little bit. Which is what I've read. Makes you wonder, though, if, yeah. If... Well, that's, like, some things I've read, like, doing my own research before this, actually, because there's a Bob's Burgers episode that talks about Edison. And I'm like, oh, really? this can't be real. Oh, he actually electrocuted a ton of animals to make people think that his current was better. Oh, he did do that. Hmm. He killed an elephant. Wow. Which I didn't, I'm surprised they didn't show the famous Topsy which is the elephant's name that he electrocuted to death, to be like, yep, his electricity's dangerous. Mine's safe. So I thought that was actually kind of interesting that they actually went with that and like actually brought that to the forefront a lot because that's where like kind of the main like antagonistic, like Edison's like famously like a folk hero. You even see it in the movie how people want his autograph and stuff. And he's essentially trying to slander Michael Shannon's character with, Westinghouse. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I like I said, but as far as like that feud goes, how it went down, because they definitely painted Westinghouse as like the good guy 
who doesn't want to get his hands dirty because he wants to just be the good guy and be an upstanding person. I don't know how much of that is true. Maybe he was also kind of a shit heel too. That's what I'm kind of. That's know. what I was kind of wondering. But yeah, it's I, I don't know. That's some research that's got to be done. But overall, yeah, I thought this was a pretty interesting movie to watch. I mean, I learned things. I mean, assuming it's all true, like I didn't know about his wife dying young, Edison's wife dying young. I didn't know about that. Neither did I. And that was one thing I liked about this movie is I liked his interactions with his family. I mean, you hear do you do hear stories on how he worked just countless hours, like his brain just go, 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 go. And they do they do show that in the movie. Right. And just, you know, can't show his brain off. You know, he, these people are in fact important to him, but you know, he's just so occupied with work, nonstop work. And it's kinda hard, like you kinda wanna they do a decent job just like showing his mindset his family's like we want to spend time with you and he's like but i'm doing work that would literally change the world forever and so he's just like so it's kind of like how do you decide between those two things yeah i mean it's tough especially when your brain just doesn't shut off i mean yeah yeah i mean i I imagine like you know as a more of a modern edison that uh elon musk elon musk is kind of like that sleeps four hours a day and that's it I don't know how that, I don't know how anybody does that. But yeah, and that was, yeah, that was one thing. I liked watching him work in his lab. I liked, yeah, his family interactions. I actually, I love when they're at the White House and they're, his son's doing Morse code on the plate. That was, <laughs> that was so funny. Um, I also, something that I didn't know, I didn't know, and like, again, like, assuming these facts of the movies are true, I didn't know, like, Nikola Tesla worked for Edison mm-hmm. and then he fired him. Or I guess he quit. I don't know. He Maybe. quit, and then he went to go. Uh, I thought he was going to go start up his own company, but then he was working for somebody else for a little while. It looked like. Well, he was. Uh, I guess in the movie they kind of explain this how he's under the impression that they're investing in him, so it is his company. It's are his designs, and somebody just comes and's like, "Nope, actually, all your patents belong to us, and you're fired." Essentially, and then he gets swept up by Westinghouse. Best line in the movie, though, when he's like. The name Tesla will never be on anything. Right. I'm like, <laughs> that's the only thing I'm just like, okay, that was a little bit on the nose, but it's I a, thought it it's was It's a great fun. nod to the audience, but I thought it was great at the same time. Like, it was definitely like my row, you know, it was in a not too packed theater, but pretty small theater. And me and the people next to me were all chuckled. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. It's something that like, it, it was up there with, you know, uh, Mike Myers, like, Nobody's going to want to bob their heads to this Bohemian Rhapsody. In their cars. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I still laughed at that, too. It was a little on the nose, but it did work for me. It was, um, it was delivered good, and yeah, I, I thought it was fine. And then they moved on. Yeah. Um, I guess some things, some surprising things, like I said, um, I didn't realize, or at least maybe I did this, that sounded familiar as I was watching it, but Edison essentially, like, helped design the electric chair mm-hmm. um yeah i like when the guy was uh chair shopping would you like four six eight twelve of these just, nah just one yeah that was actually a great scene i did like that yeah. um how they kind of outfitted it as the first electric chair like this is the humane way to kill people which seems ridiculous we don't even electrocute people anymore now which hasn't been that long since we last did it or most states do i think there's still a few. There's still a few, but I think we've mostly leaned towards lethal injection instead of electric chairs. Yeah. Which is even more humane. Quote they poison your steak. Your last <laughs> meal you have, they poison the steak and then you, <coughs> then you die. 
So yeah, like assuming like all that's pretty accurate. I also like how they were supposed to burn the correspondence, but that guy who he was corresponding with Edison didn't, which is how we know that that's like he uh, consulted on the construction of an electric chair and how much current to use, which spoiler alert, apparently wasn't enough because they did not kill him for several more tries after they initially electrocuted him. God, could you imagine being that guy? No. Oh my gosh. No. That's just got to be one of the worst ways to go is gradual electrocute. Like, oh, it's not enough. We'll try it again. Try it again. That would be trial error. Trial Yeah. You're just like, oh, 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 God. Yeah. Just, just put a bowl in my head already. For real. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I enjoyed that. And I think it's kind of hilarious. In movie, the guy was just like, well, you know, which I don't know. It's just spoilers. I mean, it's history. You know, so I don't I, there's really any spoilers from this. No. But, you know, the guy keeps the letters because he's like, well, I don't know if you realize this, but you're Thomas Edison. Like, I'm keeping these because they were written by you. You know, it's already a historical figure in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I don't know, Jordan, is there anything else that really stood out to you? Uh, I'm trying to think because, yeah, we talked about Edison quite a bit of his family life. I liked, enjoyed that. One of my favorite scenes of just him and his son at the end when they're destroying the... Uh, well, I, I liked it as a visual, that um, map of America. And they got the bulbs and all the different cities that are going to be, you know, whether it's uh, Edison's company lighting them up or the uh, Westinghouse company lighting them up. I thought that was a really cool visual. But yeah, yeah when he uh, puts it down and has his son smashing them, that was a great moment, I thought. Yeah. I think one, one cool part, though, was him work, watching him work on film. That yes. was cool. That is actually, like, it's something that they that, hint that, out at the very beginning I, of the Watching movie. him in his lab working on his inventions, like, was the monograph, right? Yeah. Watching him work on that stuff was very interesting to me. Just fascinating. Uh, but, yeah, when he talked to his son and he said, um, oh, what did he say? He said, uh, you know, this is going to be, when he's showing his son, like, the, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a glorified, like, slideshow. Right. I guess. Like, kind of like. said, this is going to do for the eye what the mono, monograph did for the ear. Right. And I thought that was cool. Another cool thing that they did was, uh, you know, him recording his wife talking into it. And then after she died, going back and listening to it. Because that's all he's got left of her as a memory now. I mean, it's it's got to be, like, kind of comforting at times. But also, like, if you didn't invent this, you wouldn't have to relive, like, this last moment over and over again. Or else you would probably still in your head. But he actually has something to hear. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually turns that into marketing in the movie. It's like, oh, record your loved one's dying wishes or, you know. And it's kind of interesting because, like, yeah, I didn't realize. It was the beginning of something still. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize that, you know, like, he essentially invented the the movie industry. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's something I did not know. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was cool. And also something fun that they... You don't know that's what they're bringing up at the beginning of the movie, but they bring it back around at the very end of the movie. Oh, excuse me. And I don't know. You're talking about the waterfall? Oh, yeah, like the beginning, like in the snowstorm. Yeah, it was like a quick flash of somebody in the snow, and then it cuts to, you know, the main movie. Right. And, and then, then at they the bring very, it back very end, we go to that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some uh, other things to talk about here. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward story for the most part. It was very interesting to watch, I thought. Um, all the actors are great in it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other cool visuals or cool things I saw. I did like that ending scene with like lighting up Chicago. I thought that was cool. That was very cool. I thought that was neat. I liked him in uh, Westinghouse's conversation. At the very at end. At the very end, yeah. I thought that was good. I thought, yeah, I thought that was a great moment for both of the characters. It's that nice little back and forth. And it's cool. I liked watching um, uh, Nikola Tesla's determination. I really enjoyed watching that a lot, mm-hmm. as far as like his, you know. Or the, oh, well, he's like talking about like designing like uh, essentially like the first like hydroelectric plant. Yep. Yeah. Which yeah. So also, that, I did not know that he designed that. Yeah, I didn't either. So that was cool. That was really cool to watch that. Which maybe that's why. Um, Elon Musk decided to name Tesla after him. I don't know. I don't know exactly why he named it Tesla. I mean, it makes sense. Electric cars. Not, well, that's what I'm thinking. But, yeah, you could have just... I guess naming it Edison doesn't sound as good. No, but I mean, just... I don't know. Going more green, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm sure there's actually a very well-written article about exactly Somewhere. why Wikipedia. he but we didn't look it up, and because it wasn't necessarily part of the movie. Nope. Yeah, there's not really as far as dislikes go. Not nothing to really dislike about it. I guess I maybe I wanted more um, tension between them. I mean, this was a kind of a war. It I was guess. a ground war essentially because they're so, trying to like take over America with their like. Yeah, I guess I wanted a little more tension, higher stakes. But other than that, um, no, there's really nothing to complain about. I think this is a pretty good movie overall. Um, and I, I do like that shot at the end, though, with him. You know, you see him go record the waterfall, then you see him in a theater with a crowd watching it. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I did, too. I mean, I guess that's pretty much all I have on the movie. Okay. Well, we can wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say I'd recommend it. I would probably say entertainment-wise. I mean, it goes down smooth. You learn a few new things. I mean, maybe. Unless you're a history buff. And then you'll actually be like, well, they actually got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. I well, say overall six and a half, seven out of ten for entertainment. I'd say B plus, you know. Not an amazing movie. This ain't Oscar worthy by any means, but still good. Still really yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this movie's pretty like middle of the road. Like I enjoyed watching it while I was in there. I would say I'm probably not gonna think about it a lot. But, like, I haven't thought about it until we started recording since I watched it a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, it's probably not going to have a lasting impact. But, you know, if like, if you see it, maybe, like, you want to rent it when it comes out. I don't know. It's not really a rush out to the movie to see or rush out to the movies to go and watch it. But I'd say rent it if you want. As the box office shows. Actually, yeah. I'm going to look that up real quick here. And so I'm going to get it. Yeah. Like, I think a five and a half for just entertainment wise. Like, I liked it. But like I said it not thinking about it after I leave the theater. And as far as like movie wise, I'll just give it a solid B. Um, it was perfectly fine. I learned a couple things and I still, like I said, I really liked Michael Shannon in the movie, but Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland were both really good too. Whew, man. Yeah. Domestic gross 2.8 overall 7.7 at the box office. Doesn't say what it's, uh, and they totally changed their site around. Box Office Mojo. Yeah, it's yeah. completely changed around. But where's the budget? Yeah, I don't see a budget for it. So who knows? Maybe they don't actually know the budget since they made it a few years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But hopefully yeah. they make their money back. Hopefully. All right. Well, why don't we move on here, Daniel, and talk some 
Gambling. I always love this part of the show. It's so much fun. So you said you made a boo-boo last week. Share the audience your boo-boo. Yes. So since there were two current war spots, because this movie was supposed to come out in 2017 and had a, a critic score of 30%, which I checked today and didn't change, but then I'm like, oh, but this isn't the one that they're updating for its current theatrical release. They uh, have a separate one for the director's cut, which is the one that everybody's seeing that's the only one that's in theaters. Okay. So, uh, last week, Jordan and I bet on the current war. Jordan, you bet 85%. Correct. And I bet 75%. So, and at the time of recording, it said 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. But... We're throwing that number out because that's the old version that no one's seeing. We're all seeing the director's cut if we're seeing it in theaters. So with a total count of 70% on, or not 70%, total count of 70 votes of critics for the current war on Rotten Tomatoes, we are at a 59%. Making Daniel the winner. All right, cool. Well, shoot. With, I also want to mention fun. It was audience score is 79%. Of audience like this one with like 500 some odd reviews, but with the older version without the extra like footage to kind of flesh things out, I think it was at like a 45% of audience scores like enjoyed it. So it must have done something better, but maybe we'll never know unless we get the DVD. Don't know. So I guess that makes me the winner. Yep. Because I'm a winner. So, Jordan, I'm going to make it easy for you. This movie's on Netflix. It actually just came out two days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Netflix original uh, called The Laundromat, starring Gary Oldman, though. And uh, I have this written down. Oh, it's got Gary Oldman, Meryl Streep, and Antonio Banderas. It's about a Ponzi. I think it's about a Ponzi scheme in the Panama Papers. And it just kind of sounds like it. It, well, it was a really cool, kind of fun uh, little historical romp. Of essentially, Meryl Streep's trying to expose Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas for being con artists. But it was actually pretty fun, pretty interesting. A little, And I love Gary Oldman. And he plays a great character in this one. You saw it? Yeah, it's on Netflix. How come we haven't talked about it then? Because I was going to sign it to you. All right, fine. <laughs> but no, it looks pretty fun. I think it's only an hour and a half. So That's at fun. your leisure. And if you want to just like watch the first 30 minutes of uh, Plan 9, because I, I want to know if it's as painful for you as it was for me. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You should just assign me Plan 9. Well, I'm Too not late. Already assign me something else. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's, you should have a good time with it. Like I said, Gary Oldman's always good. All right, cool. Well, what are we betting on this week here? We got Terminator Dark Fate. We've got um, Harriet. Those are the two big ones coming out this week. Um. Let's see. Why don't we bet on Harriet? That works. So that's the Harriet Tubman biopic. Yep. Hopefully this is good. The trailers are very good for this. And it actually looks like a pretty interesting movie. I've learned about Harriet Tubman like in history class from high school uh, a little bit. So I have a general idea of her story. But I don't know. This looks... I'm going to steal a a line from Jordan last week that says this looks pretty critic proof. 
That's what we thought about the current uh, war. Definitely looks critic proof. Yeah. It's got all the right things on the checkoff sheet. So well, it also looks like a good movie. So yep. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, definitely looks credit proof. I said ninety four at first, then I crossed it off, but ninety six, and I crossed it off. I'm stopping at ninety five percent. All right, that seems a bit high. So Jordan's ninety five, and I put down eighty five percent. Okay, all right. So so a week before it comes out, what's Harriet sitting at? Let me look it up on the tomatoes. Did I spell Harriet wrong? Mm. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Another surprise. A little bit of an upset. Um, so I put 85%. Jordan put 95%. Right now, tomato meter, total count of 52 reviews. We're sitting at 65%. Really? So. I'm honestly pretty surprised. I'm kind of surprised, too, because I'll be honest. Like, these trailers, I thought the trailers looked really good. Was that a pretty solid trailer? Yeah. And um, as far as, like. A cool, definitely a cool story too, and I felt like they could probably taken some less creative license to kind of make like make it more exciting because essentially like a underground railroad freeing slaves. Like there's a lot of stuff you could play around with in there that might not be true to history, but could make it like more exciting for a general audience. But so 65 percent is what we're at. 52 right. reviews. Probably let me down, critics. Bit. Let me down. Yeah, we'll see. I do want to see it though. Uh, I don't know. As much as I want to see Harriet, I do want to see this new Terminator just to kind of see what it's all about. Hopefully it's good. Fingers crossed. I got to say the director, Tim Miller, is what's got my attention for the new Terminator movie. Yeah, because he did... Deadpool. Deadpool. So, right. yeah, that's got my attention. Hopefully it's good. Fingers crossed for that one for sure. Yeah, we'll see, though. Hopefully. Because it's supposed to do the right thing and delete all the other terrible... Suppos- Terminator movie. Supposedly, we'll see. Because it ter- Terminator three, it's not even counting that, right? I think it's supposed to be yet yeah, only count the first two and then skip three, four. Genesis. Right, it's supposed to be just straight up Judgment Day's sequel. Basically, we'll see though. So we'll see. Because Salvation wasn't good. I never saw Genesis because I heard it just sucked so bad. I heard it was terrible. Yeah, I never saw it either. <laughs> so All right, we'll, we'll see. see. We will see. All right. Well, that's it for this week. And uh, yeah, well, Daniel, where can they find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought of the current war. Never even heard of it. Wouldn't be surprised, but uh, let us know what you thought. Loved it, hated it, needed more electricity between the characters. Let us know. Uh, I see what you did there. You see what you did there? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing the podcast with friends. We appreciate it. And yeah, we'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.